Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vigela. Your feature is about to begin. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm right. How are you? Yeah, right. We are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 24th episode. Uh, ah. Yes, it's um, another... Actually, it's not even really locked down anymore. It's fine. <laughs> Things are getting better here. So, it's just like a normal day, isn't it? <laughs> Realistically. Yep. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> We're the Bad Film Club. We watch Bad Film and then chat about them. I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanaina Vigela. And this week we're doing the 2005 film Mistress of Spices that you've probably never seen before. And for a good reason, my friends. <laughs> uh, I had never heard of this film. I'd never seen it before. But it was a time. It was an experience. <laughs> Let's just say that. It was- I don't know what, because this is also Shanaina's suggestion. Yeah, Not it is. mine. <laughs> Obviously, it's a brown person film. It's a very specific <laughs> brown person film as well, because it is The Age of Gurinda Chada, and this is directed by her husband. It's his directorial debut. But he's also the man that co-wrote Bend It Like Beckham. And then this film is fucking shocking. Yeah. So the reason I picked this film was because I went to see it in cinema with my mum in 2005 and I still remember it. <laughs> I was so young and I still remember it because that's how bad it was. It's stuck and in your I mind. I could not believe it. It's stuck in your mind, that yeah. whole experience. But also it was like one of the only times I ever saw someone that looked like me. I mean, Ashwari Rai does not look like me. Like what, what a woman. Jeez. But, you know, <laughs> I know. I, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, you know, like a person of South Asian descent that like looks like me. She lives in the West. It was like a very weird picture. We'll talk about that as well. And there's a lot of like weird. Mm, I want to say Orientalism, but because it's directed by a man who is of Japanese, half Japanese descent. Yeah, yeah, and and was it Native American as well? He is half. I'm not sure, but there remember. is some Native American storyline in this film, and it threw me off. <laughs> Yeah, but, okay, I think it's also important to talk about the fact that this is based on a book and there's, like, a specific type of book. So I love magic realism and this is a magic realist book, but it has not translated well onto screen. Whereas, like Water for Chocolate, the Mm. Laura Esquivel book, that was done amazingly on film. Like, that's such a beautiful film. And even that French film, Chocolat, you know, yeah. the one with Juliette Binoche in it. Mm. I feel like those are like very, there's ways that this kind of film can be done and done well. And those are examples of them being done well. And this is a very good example of it failing to translate and not working well at all. Because they used mysticism in a way that was just mind boggling and ridiculous and 
cringy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very surprised by... <laughs> the thing that stood out for me, actually, because I obviously I'm going in this, this film completely blind, not even knowing any of yeah. the background. What really stood out for me was the dialogue <laughs> and then therefore writing the general writing of the yes. film which i guess like links the back <laughs> what you said of it it's a it's based off a book which is a very specific genre mm-hmm. and i'm assuming i've not read the book but i'm assuming it's obviously things like what the, they're talking about through the out the film is does work better in a book form than visually yeah so when something <laughs> like yep. this because like i've got some quotes written down <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, okay, <laughs> let me just I don't before know. we get into yeah, that. Go go go. Sorry. <laughs> let me just let me just summarize the plot for everyone at home. Be like, what in the hell is this film? Yeah, go for it. This film is about an orphaned girl who washes up on the shore of, I guess, somewhere in India, and then she becomes she becomes a trainee to become a mistress of spice <laughs> from this old Indian lady. <laughs> And then she sends all of the girls, all these little girls around the world, which I don't understand how they did that because at one point she was walking over coals and then she just went into the sea. It was very weird. Mm. Anyway, then the woman is Ashwarya Rai, grows up to be Ashwarya Rai, implausible, love it. But she's got a spice shop in San Francisco which sells all manner of things. She's doing someone's mendy at one point. Oh my God. I wrote that down too. I was so she, confused. <laughs> she's making sweets. <laughs> There's, everything is happening. It's wild. And then basically the rules are that the spices talk to her. So she's basically clairvoyant. I don't know how else to explain it. And so the rules are that she can't leave the shop that she owns and she can't have anyone else touch her skin and she can't give in to her own desires because that will make the spices mad at her and then they'll turn against her. And then the like thing that blows up in her face is that she falls in love with an American man and then all shit starts popping off for her. Kind of like the, the basic, not basic, but it's like, it's like the law or magic or folklore, if you break them something bad mm. is going to happen. Like It's like kind of understanding your relationship with your own skill that you've trained to become a master of, mm. sort of. <laughs> but also something about this film really had that very... It came out in 2005. It has that very 2005 mm. vibe. And I thought that 100%. also came through with the direction. There's a lot of like close-ups yeah. of chilies in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about that. My favourite prop, a chilli. Love it. <laughs> It's it's so ridiculous, and also I think the music is really two thousand and five as well. I I was gonna say music <laughs> is so it the music choices in this. I know it's the same same person who worked on Bended Like Beckham for the music, but the music is what <laughs> it's what so a, funny a difference. It's yeah. so funny, and also I think you've said this before, but I think you said it in the When a Stranger Calls episode is that this film is not really the same film without the music because it really there's really bad pacing in this film like a lot of it is very stilted and very slow sluggish even yeah and the music is very like overwhelming and overpowering and um there's a lot of symbols and percussion i guess to 
move it along. I don't. I don't know. It's just oh, hundred percent. A very. Um, I think it's. I think maybe because I just had a thought. I think it might be because it's trying to appeal to all of your senses. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that is that's a good. Oh. That, that is. Mm, mm, that's a good. That's a good point. Could be. <laughs> Yeah, so this film, might be said, was directed by Paul Maeda. Is that how you say his name? Maeda? Maeda, but Yeah, but yeah. And then uh, Garinta Chada. And then, but I didn't realise that they co they co-wrote it with the author of the book yeah. as well. Yeah. Which, like... Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and, yeah. The love interest is played by Dylan McDermott, who, if people don't know who he is, he is an... I guess American Horror Story. That's how like you told me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's how, in the first reckon, season. He's the dad. He's the dad yeah. in the first season. But it's like that's how I recognize him because I feel like I never knew who he was until American Horror Story. But uh, whoever likes that, that's him. And there's like um oh my god, Padma Lakshmi is in it. I love her. I watch her food shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love her, but I think this is a really bad role for her. Oh, this is a very. I felt like her role was. There was a lot of stereotypes in this film. I really didn't like it. We can get into that later. But also, there's so many famous people in this. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, there's a lot of stereotypes, and that's coming from me, who's just observant. <laughs> Who's just observing. <laughs> it's not the person, not like, so... And from what you've um, told me. So. Yeah. But, but also, so there's also, like, a quite a few, like, brown people famous people in it. So, Anup Bramka and Nitin Ganathra, who's... <laughs> Who other people might recognise from Gurinder Chala's other film with Ashwarya Rai called Bride and Prejudice, which we're going to do on this podcast because I love that film. It's so bad. It's so ridiculous, but it's so bad that it's good. I think we'll do it next season. Has the, dire- the director... The director's worked with her multiple times, hasn't she? Or is it just these two films? No, I think it was just those two. I don't uh. remember her in any other... Because basically, Ashwarya Rai, I think, had a moment in the 2000s where she was trying to break america yeah but actually more english films because she did this one maybe it is america as well but basically gurinder chad is a very famous british asian director right so all of her films are kind of based on the british asian experience in a way that no one else films have been or have done since and she obviously like wrote a bunch of films her films about women so she did she co-wrote this one and she did bendit like beckham obviously body on the beach which was earlier. One of the best films today in the early two thousand, well, the late two thousands, is Anger Songs and Perfect Snogging. We'll say, <laughs> yeah, that's not a Gurinder brown Chandra person film. But I'm well. just saying, no, no, that's it's not, not a brown like person it. film. But but it's a very specific Gurinder Chada film. But yeah, anyway, so this part is like when she was doing that, and Bride and Prejudice came out, and then Ashwarya Rai also did this film called Provoked about the true story of Kiran Alwalia, who was a woman that was trigger warning tortured sexually assaulted and stuff by her husband in real life and it was a case covered by the south or black sisters who were down oh. the road and really help women out donate to them if you can but yeah so she played kiran alawalia and she was so good in it so this is what i'm saying is that i really don't think that ashwarya rai is bad in this film but a lot of the roles in this film are played by people that are strong actors but the the writing is so bad you're completely right it is the writing and the dialogue is so bad and the stereotypes are so bad that it just makes it like they're wasted yeah yeah i agree i i'm also i mean this might be some sort of like naivety 
from me, but I always get quite confused when films have such stark stereotypes, but they're written by people who are part of the culture, part of the culture, and obviously don't want to be yeah. stereotyped. So I always find that quite confusing. Yeah, and it was that was why I think it came. There was a bit bits of this film that were quite like jarring. Yeah, and also like you said, it's very um the writer Gurinder Chaj. She's like got famous British films out, but this was a more yeah. this was set in America. And I guess the the American kind of the South Asian American culture is very different to the British way too, because they obviously because yeah, com- I like also there's obviously people who have emigrated from South Asia, no matter where they're from, to the states. But you don't hear of their stories as often as you do people emigrating to Britain, and like growing up no. in London or wherever. They no, because when you say Asian American, people normally mean like East Asian or ESEA. Yeah, people, which is not a bad thing, and I think obviously Asian covers so so much of a. It's a big continent. Con- it's like a whole continent, like it's massive, um, so it covers so many people. But I think there is a stereotype. You're right, and then there's like uh, there's a specific culture of being British Asian because a lot of us came here on British passports because Britain's a colonizing country. Like I think there's like a whole lot of hatred for when South Asians started to come to England. Bruv, they were, we all already had passports, fam. Like you can't hate you can't hate people that you gave passports to. Come on, yeah, well, you, it just well, doesn't make can, sense. But and, like, it doesn't make sense to hate them. Yeah, as well, and also there's just like a lot of reasons why people came here. Like, there's obviously partition is part of it. There's colonialism, and then there's a lot of like South Asians from Africa because they were expelled by Idi Amin and all that kind of stuff. There's so much history behind it, and then there's so much collective grief that people kind of reside in certain spots so like there were there was a massive Bangladeshi community in Brick Lane which has now been gentrified then you know you've got Leicester you've got Birmingham you've got Bradford that are like major South Asian hubs in the UK yeah Mm. and there's a like specific experience that comes from being within those hubs and then there's different stories that come from when you're from London or you know from other smaller cities and Bargy on the Beach is one of those really good films that Grindachana does talking about the South Asian experience and women in particular that this film doesn't doesn't mirror at all and also kind of makes a mockery of mm. which I don't yeah like I I don't know if you found that as well but I felt like it was it was othering her in a way that made me kind of angry but also I was just like rolling my eyes a lot because also they made Ashura Rai look so white like her skin was so white. I was thinking that. I was thinking because I mean her Wikipedia picture is that she is stunning. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like, I mean she eyes, was Miss Universe. Like of course she is. She's her stunning. Eyes are crazy. Like they are so pretty. But she does her Wikipedia picture is, and she has darker, more like darker skin in that than she does in the film. And I wondered if it was yeah. like the editing, like the color correction, like post post-production when you edit the film maybe. Like, what maybe they did they do that did they try and do it to make all the spices around her and like the set look <laughs> vibrant and like her yeah but then like why would you do that to your main character who is essentially like you know you know she's she's it's like, so much stress of like the importance of her work is put on in this film you know like yeah i don't understand and also I wondered, now thinking about it, I wondered if like the saris that she wore were also quite like pale in comparison to colours around her. I don't know. I feel like sometimes mm, I like, think, the cl- but- clothing she wore was a bit, um, it like 
stopped and started. Yeah, but I think it was really more vibrant. of a like she's she's at one with the spices in her like dower dower clothes, and then when <laughs> she's rebelling against them, she's wearing that red the red hot sari with mm. the basically like the bikini top, which is not like any sari blouse I've ever seen, but I love it. Love to see it. Ten out of ten would wear, <laughs> but I don't know. Like it's just <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. I think just interesting, really, ain't it? Yeah. Okay, so tell me why you thought it was a bad film. I mm, I thought it was just a bit. I'm all open minded about every like when it comes to like. I want to say this in quotation marks because it's not like magic. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that frustrated me because again, like we, I think we covered it, but you know, it's stuff that is if it feels if it's culturally relevant and it's it's part mm. of a bigger culture, then you need to. I feel like this film, even though it was written by people who are of that culture, it felt disrespectful to their own culture. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly how I felt watching it so, as a kid and now again as an adult. So it just felt like, I was like, all right. <laughs> this is why I felt like, I felt like they were taking the piss and it then yeah. made me think, are they trying to appeal to a Western audience? Mm-hmm. But then... Uh, was this film also released in Hindi? Was it released other, in other languages yes. other than English? Yes, it was. So I wondered, so I thought, that's why I thought it was a bad film because it felt like a mockery of something that was actually probably quite, that could have that might have resonated with someone who had read the books or is part of a bigger cultural thing. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not of that culture, so it felt, might have felt a bit like, frustrating because it is like you if you said that you felt that it was nice to see someone who looked like you on screen for the first time and then this is the product this is the result and it felt a bit like it felt a bit like diluted of like a yeah experience massively and just to put it in context the first bit of this film is like an epigraph and I'm gonna read it out because I wrote it out because it actually offended me so much. <laughs> I knew exactly what kind of film we were gonna get into once that came off on screen. Oh my god! I was just like, "What is this?" I for- I didn't remember the start of this film. I just remembered her in America. So I was just like, "What is this?" So it starts <laughs> off with this like a black screen, and it's in orange writing that's kind of like. Hindi cursive. I hated it, but we all know that typeface. <laughs> yeah, you know, the one yeah. that's so like oh, I hate it. People that do yoga that use that font, don't go to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it starts off India is an ancient land famed for its myths, magic, and traditions. But when its people leave to start new lives in the faraway lands of America and Europe, what happens to the magic left behind? This is an immigrant's tale about keeping magic alive. Cool. Nice. I hated it. It's... <laughs> if, if Chitra Banerjee Devgukumwani wrote that, I'm firing her as a writer. She oh. can't be a writer anymore. <laughs> a is horrible. And B, like, what? It's exactly what you said. You know what you said about, was this film made for a Western audience? I don't think that this film knows who it's made for. Yeah. Throughout the whole film, I wrote that so, down so many times, like, who is this film for? Because mm. it's not for people that are Indian. It's not for 
the diaspora of those people, white people don't, probably won't get it and will never watch this film anyway. Mm-mm. So who's it for? I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. I also, do you feel like this will be the same film without the, like, bit at the beginning? Yes. Or do you need it? No. Especially when the first five minutes is Explain kind of like an everything. explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I hated as well. And also, I don't know if you felt the same, but didn't you hate the voiceover? Oh my God, I literally wrote that down. <laughs> that was the first note I wrote down. I was like, this voiceover? Like, girl. It's like, we're about to go into a film where, like, she's going to actively speak to characters, but we're also going to hear <laughs> yeah. her, mono- her inner thoughts monologue too. Mm-hmm. And with her conver- actually conversing with like chilies and other <laughs> other <laughs> spices, other yeah. spices, and she and I mean it's later on in the film, but there is a scene where she's panicking because she can't find the correct spice to help someone, and it's I don't know the direction, the direct maybe the writing direction as well, like what she had to do in that scene was badly written, but she literally was just stroking jars. <gasps> And I and I don't know if this is like insensitive. I don't know what it was, but it was just really. It kind of took it one step too far for me because I was just like I, this, this she like this is hard to believe. <laughs> I completely agree. In the first ten minutes of this film, they have their explanation. Then she's in America. She you can see her shop called the Spice Bazaar. Okay, we'll let that slide. She's literally putting her hands in spices. She smells chilies. She goes outside, smells the air. She puts her hand in this giant vat of sesame seeds because her name is Dilo, which means sesame. So she puts her hand in it. And it's so cringy and so unnecessary and such a weird directional choice. I said that too because I was going to say that a lot of the close-up shots of either just the produce in her shop or her interacting with the sh- in, with the produce, they could exactly they could expect, like be used as stock footage for like an M and S ad. Like yeah. this is not just Gorilla Chada food. This this is M&S. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Like oh. it just it's it's a shame because obviously they are trying to get that feeling of mm. otherworldness, I guess. Yeah, and because yeah. they're, 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 I mean, this is a lot. I feel like a lot of work was done post production, like when <laughs> in the editing side. So they yeah. slowed down a lot of these shots. So like the slow motion shot of sesame seeds falling out of a hand. However, me being me was more focused on the ones that were stuck on her hand, and it was yeah. so uncomfortable because I just know <laughs> that because fe- I know that feeling <laughs> from cooking. And yeah. Anyway, I know it and was there's frustrating. Just so much- weird stupid dialogue of her as well like talking to the produce which i love i want that on a t-shirt now um, but she she literally says why are you warning me chilies in her first like four lines of dialogue she's already said that i wrote that down too how are you supposed to take this film seriously it was so funny And like that's the shit. That's the shame because they set up seriously because they have this freaking paragraph to set up the like the the, the folklore or the mag- mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. meaning behind all of this stuff. And it's obviously very much connected to ancestry and like where you're from. And mm-hmm. then they go and ruin it five minutes in by her talking to like dried up chilies that are hanging by her shoulder when she like <laughs> peers out the window. <gasps> 
And it's like, I understand. I'm all about, like, I completely get that. There's, you've got Western medicine, but you've also got kind of like Eastern medicine, you've got all holistic kind of mm. stuff. And like a lot of natural products mean a lot of things and can help with a lot yeah. of different different things. And they can bring, you know, luck and Healing. comfort and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and stuff like that to, and I'm completely fine with that. And that was all believable until it was only until I started actively talking to them. That's <laughs> when it like kind of changed. <laughs> it, it ruins the illusion for you, right? Because it, it kind does. of takes you out of it. Because I think that yeah. you can use these things and I think it's good to show that kind of holistic practice in a way that's not wishy-washy. But then they make it wishy-washy because she's talking to them. Well, you know? I, have lo- I have loads of friends who drink uh well i have a friend who is south asian she for her health drinks turmeric tea um a lot yeah and she, yeah uh, yeah and she is pretty she's really loyal to it she says it works wonders and stuff yeah and so i'm not like i don't disbelieve it i'm just kind of like and it was interesting because obviously she's supposed to be a very smart woman with her craft and her skill and then i don't know and then she has oh, i don't know it's just like one step too far so it loses, yeah, it, it loses, um, it dilutes it all, and like, and that's I think what the joke, the the kind of taking the mick out of it, or taking the piss out of it. What I mentioned earlier is why it's about film, personally. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, oh dear. God. It just, um, I'm just thinking about that, and it's just making me cringe. Like, oh god. So, oh, budget. I don't even know the budget, but the it made. But it made a surprising amount of money for a film that nobody knows about. Yeah, it made over a million. Like it made 1.3 million at the box yeah. office. Um, and I just don't understand. It's only an hour and a bit long, although it did feel longer. Yeah. Is there any... I mean, you've mentioned that you really like the chilies as props. Is there any other props that you really liked or disliked or anything costume-wise that you just like... I'll, 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 you go first. Okay, I was going to say, I love... I love it that they use a belly chain to signify like her being a, becoming a mistress of spices when she's a kid, and she's apparently wearing the same fucking belly chain when she's a grown up woman. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> My favorite thing, you know me, I love a belly chain. I really like the red sari as I mentioned, and then the rest. I feel like the shop in general. I really like it. I think it's really cool. I think it's a really nice set because it kind of looks like a soup in that you know the the chili powder is just like piled up high all the like powders are piled up high you have to like scoop in to get them and it looks so authentic this, like, doesn't it stuff. yeah yeah I would I really say, like... like it looks authentic it looks like it's you know it's run by people who know what they're doing and obviously it is run by someone who knows what she's doing yeah my favorite i mean it's just it's not really a prop but mm. The scene, and it's also the poster as well for the film, mm. but the scene is like hit her and her love interest, Doug, most American name possible for <laughs> the time. name. Yeah. Uh, they lie in like, when she like gives in to, because she gets like a day essentially to like give in to her desire for him or whatever. And yeah. there is a scene, and she's always in red when she's around him. And there's yeah. a scene where they're like lying in a bed, essentially a massive bed of chilies. <laughs> With like silk oh. draped over her, however, and my—it's not even a prop mention. I just thought it reminded me of American Beauty. Yes, yes, it does, but it's better, but also slightly cringier because she's like <laughs> stroking the chilies, <laughs> like, stroking the chilies yeah. on one side, and he's stro- 
looking like the small of her back on the other side of what's happening. Exactly. But yeah, as a visual yeah. aesthetic, I love it. Speaking of Dermot, what's his face? Dermot? Dermot? Dylan Mc... Dylan? Dylan. Mc... <laughs> Dermot. Dylan we'll McDermott. Do you think he was the right person for this role? I just want to throw that out there while we're talking about it. No. 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 But, however, because also this is like the most... Considering I've only ever watched him in really creepy roles, this is the yeah. least creepiest he's ever been. However, yeah. I burst out laughing when I, he first came on screen because his <laughs> hair cut <laughs> in this jokes. film is so funny. And it's like, it's that like 2000 haircut where it's like flat 2005. On face, yeah. But it's like, it's got the little like flicks like that yep. guys had. So, and like, you know, and, that like he's at wearing, the front as well. Yeah. Exactly. And you, it's like, he looks like a guy with that kind of hairstyle, and you know exactly that kind of hairstyle goes with a very uh, with an oversized leather jacket that's a bit too big for them. <laughs> yeah, so, and he reads, he rides a motorbike. Of course, he's riding a motorbike, and also of the course. stupid cut that he gets from his weird crashing of the motorbike outside of his just made me really laugh. <laughs> this is what I was going to actually mention about props because there are that that he has an injury, and then there's like she gets like flashes of one of her customers getting into an accident, mm-hmm, and I. And I was like, bro, this fake blood is not... This is ketchup. I'm not even <laughs> going to lie. This is ketchup. This is, it is oh so God. bright and it is so thick. Like, it's like... Yeah. And also, my pet peeve with Doug's cut is that it's literally a perfect rectangle. There is no natural... There is no way that you could have a cut that, like, that was a perfect rectangle. You just don't get it. You just okay. and then they and then they accidentally touch their the skin touches and it's just, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but also, what you're saying about that, the 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 blood looks super fake, and then the bit at the end where she catches a fire is the most stupid thing I've ever seen. Like when the belly oh chain God. catches fire, like the metal catches fire, guys. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and it's just the fakest thing I've ever seen. So when they try and do these weird special effects. It just doesn't work. Why did we need it? It, it was unnecessary. Oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> Such a... <laughs> just like this. Oh. I like... Uh, it's one of those films that has a lot of those, like, small, maybe three-second scenes where it's just, like, straight close-up shots of just a thing. And it could be a prop. Mm-hmm. It could be face of a character. You Like, those are the... And it's just... It's like if you take all of those random shots out, it'd be like a half an hour long film, hundred yeah, percent. Because it's just they're just everywhere, everywhere. Could this film be made now? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't know enough about it to say yes or no, but I feel like it wouldn't be taken seriously if it was made now. No. And even if it was... An, Not this film. And even if it was made into, like, a TV show as well. Yeah. There's so many books by the same author. She did a retelling of the Mahabharata from Banjali's perspective. It's called The Palace of Illusions. I would rather see that have got a adaptation rather than this. I feel like this is one of those books specifically that should stay in the canon and shouldn't go on screen. There's only certain books and only certain directors and certain ways that you can do it in a way that magic realism crosses over believably. Oh, yeah. But this is not that. And then there's films about food and food culture that work well, you know, like 
there's so there's so many examples that we can give but this is just not because it this relies on vices as the vehicle by which her origin story but also her future story is told like how she sees herself and sees her life and she ties herself to the vices but in a way that's not groundbreaking it just seems like it's stereotype she's a woman she must serve everyone else before herself mm. there's a lot of stuff about repressed female desire in this film yeah you know you can't ever be yourself you can't ever put yourself first she's like solving problems <laughs> for men who definitely feel like i feel like could just solve them themselves yeah definitely I just, that, uh, yeah, it's like the stereotypical, like all the customers that she does help are people who've got outside problems and she's like, she's not even allowed to leave her shop. No. There's a scene where she tries to leave the shop and her foot, like she pings back her foot because God forbid. <laughs> and then she's just blindingly trusting all of these different people that are coming with their problems to her. Yeah. And also there's like, I guess they're doing like, they wanted to try and get that representation in of like, you've got... Families who have emigrated here, then you've got actual first generation Americans as well. Mm. And like how their cultures, how growing up in America compared to India is. And I mean, you've got it in like two, I would say you've got it in um, the kid, the boy. Jag. Yeah. Yeah. And and he just like falls into the wrong crowd. She's like, oh, give you some, is it cardamom or cinnamon Cinnamon, or something? Cinnamon. Cinnamon 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 to make friends. For friends. And then he gets in it. And then and then he gets into the wrong crowd and I was like, okay, who's the wrong crowd? Of course, it's like some black people. Yeah. Wow. But then it's really weird because then the nice people in this film are, you know, the guy that's cooking for his girlfriend is black and then the black lady who wants to get her mendy done, that she brings them together. Yeah. And then the thing about race in this film is really weird. For one thing, there's only really like one white character except for the girl that he was sleeping with before. But like the... <laughs> The guy that uh, Bad Malakshi's character wants to marry is Chicano. She makes a point of calling him that. And then Dermot Mulroney's... Mulroney, wrong Dermot. Uh, <laughs> Dylan as well. And his name's Dylan. I just got it completely wrong. But his character... What's his name? Doug? Yes, his name is... His mom, his mom is like Native American. Because in the book, right, his family, it's like very much insinuated that he is Native American. But then also... what? Why did they pick him? Like, why did they pick Dylan McDermott? Because they probably thought they could get away with it. However, I got really... I just... Like, they made... I don't know. There was something really unsettling about the fact that they really made his mom in the flashbacks look like she had just super white and super whitewashed. She had chosen... And it just felt so uncomfortable. And... Yeah. Ah, uh, I didn't. Obviously, that was the point, but like, it just felt really weird. Yeah, but yeah, there's like a. You're you're right. There's like a yeah. lot of things about race in this film that are very very stereotyping, and a lot about like gender politics as well. Yeah, I think it's just kind of it's always frustrating when you see minorities like stereotyping Bashing each other. other- stereotyping other minorities, like bro, you're fight yeah. like you're you're in the you're fighting the same fight sometimes. Yeah. Like, like you're not all it's not exactly the same but it's still you've got a common enemy sometimes come on yeah i hate it i hate it as a trope i hate it in life i don't agree and then yeah when you see it in film like you shouldn't be be at the expense of someone else you know in in yeah. that way like i just don't like it speaking of what one of the white characters though <laughs> this is when i realized how american this film is and i don't mm. i'm about to generalize the whole country but apologies and this has come came off like my comment earlier about we don't really hear about stories of South Asian immigrants to America as much because we have such a, we've got 
so historically we've got such a massive wave of culture come over with people who've emigrated over here. So our food mm. essentially has been heavily influenced and heavily changed with the introduction of people from all over Asia come over here. So growing up, it's really sh- it's so watching this film and then this woman just say, "I've never made a curry before," and I'm like, <laughs> I'm. I feel like I, like a curry is a staple weekly dish. No matter, like yeah. it's come from obviously historically it's come because we colonized it and we you know everyone's brought over. It's come into the cuisine, but even for for just like British people, curry is such a standard. So I feel like yeah, why have they never made curry before? <laughs> and then like that was my first thought. I was like, oh no, but it's- yeah, but but also the, you know that this film. This is why I don't understand why this film exists like how it exists because. <laughs> The woman is like, I want to make something easy. Firstly, curry doesn't exist. Like, curry is not a word that we use in South Asian culture because each dish has a name. Like, it's because, like, yeah. know, people couldn't be bothered. She's to, like, a, in the film, she... whole, that's the whole, that's a different podcast, right? So, but my point is, is that she goes in and she's like, I want to make something easy. And then this bitch is like, do you want to make some biryani? Are you okay, hon? Like, I saw I saw the character's uh, face like drop when she said that. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> biryani's lovely. It's my favourite thing to order. But, but it's, Rob, not it's not different. easy it's to not make. Easy. Like, no, it's not easy. <laughs> I was just like, what is this film? It's just yeah. so weird. I just thought it was really hilarious. I just thought that is the stark difference because like you said, the Asian, the American Asian stories we get are usually from East Asia because they mm. uh, that's what they're how they see it and that's like mm. just more predominant stories but here it's so different it takes me out of the film for like a hot second because who hasn't made a yeah. di- like an indian dish before in their life growing up at least once a week and then at uni it was like a, it was a staple but yeah it was just something to point out but also another thing it's just like why are people coming in to get mendy and their eyebrows threaded in a buy <gasps> shop thank you Thank you. I'm glad that you said that because I was about to go off on that. It made no sense. <laughs> I was like, but you sell food. You sell fresh produce. Why is someone getting their eyebrows done randomly here? <sighs> also, oh. it's written by three people of colour. Like, do they not understand? Like, this is the... Bu- this is the thing. Okay? I don't know. It just doesn't... It doesn't... It, again, plays on that, like, like you said, stereotype of women serving others. But also, is it because she's like, like a, the weird feeling that you get when like it's someone who's emigrated over here and they kind of just they're like the jack of all trades or like they'll yeah. be on one spot and they can do uh, just because she does they one can do thing everything. they can yeah. do everything but it's like you can make maybe they'll do that for their friends but for like a random customer they've met once yeah. that's not how it I'm like, works not all but... brown women can do mendy not all brown women can eyebrow thread and then make like mango pickle and you know <laughs> like know everything everything about every single spice like also, how does the threading tie into her being a mistress of spices? No, make your eyebrows look spicy. Who knows? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it feeds into those stereotypes. And you're right. Like, I can't believe that this was written by three people of colour because it feels like it should have been written by a white man because what what is this? Yeah, and it also makes me... It's just, like, the Mendy thing. It was. It's obvious, like, oh, someone saw Mendy and thought it was really cool and wanted it. And they're like, are you... Get-? And she's like, are you... The honest question, are you getting married... Or is there yeah. a wedding you're going to or something like that? And she's like, what's that got to do with this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. like, girl, do your research before you yeah. like you before you think something is aesthetically cool. Come yeah. on. There's also a lot of uh, like <laughs> microaggressions in this film. So 
my favorite one it comes from her herself where she's like america you are no older than heartbeat i love, love it. it i love it yeah i loved it, I loved it. <laughs> that was my favorite one <laughs> I loved it. I love reminding. I love reminding Americans how young their country is because I think they're so great. And I used to do it at my an old job I used to work at. I used to work in a building that was like all the buildings in Soho, like Central Soho, are like about 300, 350 years yeah. old. I used to tell people customers at my job, and they were like, "Wow, old, older than our country." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is. Wow, <laughs> it's something. It's like a really good like dig, tongue in cheek, like, like dig, yeah." But then, okay, so that that one actually isn't a microaggression because I loved it. But there's a couple, <laughs> like, where Doug asks her why she doesn't want to see him. And his first thing is like, are your, par- are your family really traditional? Like, can you not go out? <sighs> Excuse me? <laughs> She's a grown-ass like, woman with a whole fucking shop. Do you see anyone else working here? It's just her. <laughs> like, That's not generalised. Also, speaking of, there was the, ta- the taxi driver who comes in yeah. regularly, he's like always mm. like, you should get someone to help you out in the shop. And I feel yeah. like that's such a, it's kind of like one of those, it's like a backhanded comment, like you should get someone to help you out, but like also, but on the flip side, you'll be like annoyed if they didn't succeed and do things well by themselves. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what, I'm kind of, what point I'm trying to make? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But I, I, I don't know. I just, but then like, they're like trying to like, look like they're looking out for her. It might just have been a bit of a weird comment that I overthought, but you know yeah my point about it could be made now i'm not saying it could however i did have a conversation with a south asian friend we were talking about disney animated films mm. and how they like to make films celebrating other cultures they've done coco is probably one of my yeah. favorites they do a lot they're known to do a lot of research before they make things because they take so mm. bloody long to make and she was like i would love to see a south asian based animated like pixar Disney Pixar I mean, film. wouldn't we all? But she said that we have so much, there's so much rich, rich like mythology mm. based in yeah. India and it's all different depending on where you're from. Exactly. So if you were to ignore that and do this book, could it work as an animated? I was thinking that when you said it. It would be a bit more believable. But I think that it needs to have some sort of stronger framework. I don't think it could be made like how this was made. It could be like a cool superpower or you know, she is actually psychic or something like that. Like, you would have to stretch those parameters a bit further for it to work in... Because it could be like an Indian anime. Like, it could be quite cool. But I feel like there's things that people do when they adapt specifically South Asian cultural things and they just make them real cringy because there's this notion that, like, South Asians are not cool. And I don't want to, like, generalise, but... That's what it feels like. I feel like there's this problem of people whitewashing their own culture, but also like them believing that they're not at a certain level and then, you know, giving only like one half of the population and out, like, you know, if you're not in IT, if you're not a doctor, if you're not something in like a medical profession or an engineer, your kind of worth is useless. And then there's this other strain of, or you have to be like, some sort of patron of mythology there is no middle ground and i feel Mm. like a lot of the time when they do stuff for south asian culture it's very stereotyped it's either one or the other a really strict family or you know it's cultural tradition that can't be broken even though you get that in so many other cultures it doesn't seem to kind of hold that ground as it does in south asian culture 
and how it's portrayed in the media in things that we consume. And I think that would be the thing that makes me feel like it wouldn't happen in a way that feels authentic or watchable because it kind of has to be written by South Asian people. But then who's got their foot in the room, you know? Yeah, true. I completely get what you're saying. I understand. But I just also think that sometimes animated films are a vehicle, a way to tell a story that is harder to do in live action. Yeah, no, I and I completely agree. I think the only way that this could be made is animated. Like, I, I really don't think it would ever be made, like, as, a, as an actor-based film again. Yeah. But then I'm also thinking about it now, as I even made the point. I, I only focus on Disney because they've proven to do it before, but they, they will happily scrap projects if they feel like they're not like respectful to the cultures because they scrapped Moana first round time round well I mean they do it now but they didn't before like they fucking made Pocahontas and it's so disrespectful yeah okay (laughs) right I'm giving them room to improve like that I'm just like trying to say it's also like Walt Disney like fuck him anyway so whatever I just think that like now I've brought it up I was actually well does this specific story need to be told or are there like they're more important be told because there's probably a country as big and like diverse as India. Yeah, there's like thirty thousand religions and languages in India alone. There's such a wealth of culture, and I feel like it's weird that nobody's. I don't want to say capitalized on it because it feels wrong. And I know there's Bollywood is separate in itself, but does Bollywood have a does does Bollywood ever has it ever been animated? It has like an animated arm. So that. <laughs> Oh like, my god! I feel like people's idea of Bollywood is is just like the big productional, like live action yeah, films, which it is. But there's a whole kind of it's not Bollywood, but it's kind of like a whole other arm of animated stuff for children in India. But a lot of it is the Ramayan and the Gita and Mahabharata, all told. But either they make the animated kids like white which is wild and bizarre or it's like really graphic my grandma used to make them us watch some of them like when we were kids on video and they're for kids yeah it's for kids but a lot of obviously like a lot of the tv is comes from america right like it just is yeah yeah i mean maybe i'm a bit naive but i would hope if disney ever did decide to sit down and do like a south asian adaptation they would cast the correct people and do their research. They didn't do it in Aladdin. Just say it. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> I know, that's when, the, this is before they did it. I don't count their 2D stuff because all of it's a problem. Mm. But now in the kind of last like 10 years, when they've focused solely on 3D animation and like bigger stories outside of. Yeah. And then also Aladdin, yes, is bad because it's. Live action, which I hate. It is bad. But we'll skip it. Oh, oh my god! I'm not even thinking about the live action ones. I was thinking about the like, like the nineties animated two D ones. But, yeah, I'm oh. just like they remade it like not that long ago, and it's still bad. So, you know, <sighs> oh, I know. Well, well, you know, they should stop. They should yeah. stop live action. I mean, films. <laughs> you know me. I have this whole campaign Basically. against them. I fucking hate them. It's a travesty. Can we not do it? They are not no, good. Thank you. They are not. Right. Does this film have any cultural impact? For me, no. No, absolutely not. You didn't even know about it five minutes ago. <laughs> no, however, but I do obviously, I do, I mean, I know the writer. 
of the writer. She's like iconic in the UK. Mm. Uh, and I know of the actress who, because I recognise her from, not that I've seen her films, but I recognise her as like a pivotal person. Are you talking about Ashwari Rai? Yeah, sorry. Right? Yeah. yeah. I know her because she's she's still an actress. Like I might have not seen her work, but I've, I know her, act- I know her face. All the top five American actresses combined into one person. That's why you know her. Her face is just crazy to me. Like I literally couldn't stop staring at it. She was just like so brief. You know what's crazy to me Mm. is that people's faces look like that. (laughs) Like there's just someone casually walking around with that fucking face. What's her skincare routine? (laughs) She had really smooth smooth skin. I just like, every time she just like looked, her eyes are so big as well. And like, I guess um, either it's the lighting or the cut, like post-production colouring or whatever whatever did like just everything shone she was just like she shone and also for someone to look like that with a plat like that that means you know that they're pretty because mm. I feel like that's that's a very specifically Indian hairstyle that not everyone can get does away it, with so, does it suit like a specific shape of face like Basically. Yeah, that's why, like, women, Indian women, you know this already, but we all, like, part our hair down the middle. I remember, like, my grandma used to do it with me. It, like, hangs, the, the plait, like, hangs down. So it's kind of like a low pony, but instead of tying it, you plait it. So it's like a loose plait. But it only looks good on some kind of, some people. And some people, it just makes you look like a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I was just so distracted by how pretty she was i know and also do you know what i think she's a good actress and i i wonder why she picked this role yeah like maybe it was to work with gorinda chada again maybe but i just i don't know i can't remember when bride and prejudice was i think it might have actually been later i think so i don't know maybe she was on a like a flex for doing english language films at the time she goes well i'd like to have dinner with her she seems quite nice. Yeah, in it. Also, I'm actually quite sad that she's not been in more English stuff. Like, I really do feel like she should have broken, broken more. Yeah, English language films because I. She's married. Yeah, I know. To I don't know much about him. I'm gonna say that, but um, yeah, yeah, married. We're not. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Also, her kid looks nothing like her. That's just for personal and antidote. That's a shame. Antidote. <laughs> Anecdote. Jesus That's Christ. a shame speak yeah i mean do we need two of her no we don't look at her (laughs) okay so what was your rating i gave it a three simply because i feel like i can't give it lower okay because (laughs) i'm like yes brown people on screen yeah (laughs) the bar is very low clearly yeah and i i really did like the casting i'm not a big fan of dylan mcdermott yeah but I mean, he was fine. Oh, he's kind of just there, wasn't he? Yeah, he's not the like guy that I picked, but I, I don't feel like they lacked any chemistry. Like we've seen films where they really don't have any chemistry, and they, I think they were fine. Mm. And I kind of, you know, I feel like if it was a rom com, it might have worked better. Because I think that was the issue because the film was ta- the film was taking itself too seriously, <laughs> which meant that it was then at, yeah. like again unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. I gave it, I gave it a four out of five. I gave it higher. Okay. <laughs> I gave it higher, mostly yeah. because it was... I mean, I didn't not enjoy it. Okay. I just thought it was a bit... I just thought it was kind of just like, all right. Yeah. Again, going into this completely knowing absolutely nothing, except for... Yeah. I didn't, like, hate it. I just thought it was ridiculous at the same time. 
There was like the, yeah. there was like a ridiculous like dr- like the drama of it because it's a rom com. It's a rom <coughs> drama. Like it's a romantic drama, and the drama yeah, of it really yeah. like is dramatic. There's like the dr- dramaticness. Yeah, it's very over dramatic. And I find and I get such a kick out of dramatic things. Like there's something yeah. so entertaining about them. But it was also just kind of like it was. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't the best. It was it wasn't, fine. Wasn't I wouldn't. Worse. I wouldn't watch it again. Oh, but no, I wouldn't. Also, no. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Like I feel like Gorinda Chada as a writer has written so many better films. So I would definitely go through her back catalogue more. Mm-hmm. And then it was his directorial debut. So I'm just like give him a pass. It was fine. He got to work with Ashura Wright. I would take that away from that. And Upnamunka, like I love him. He actually he does English films as well. He's just a legend of a man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else I would I wouldn't say it has any cultural impact or any lasting impact because literally I've never no one's ever seen it. Me and Mum went to see it because it was at that time in like the two thousands when they were having a few like brown girls on screen to bend it like Beckham and a couple of other Gorinda Trotter films came out and it was just nice to see us kind of represented in a film that was not a Bollywood film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that all just inexplicably disappeared anyway. So. Okay, do you want to guess the ratings? IMDb first. IMDb, I feel like it will be okay. Five and a half? <gasps> Congratulations, Jane. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! She got it exactly right on the first try. Oh my god. See, I am the mistress of spices. <laughs> um, yeah, it got 5.5 out of 10 for IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm going to get this one wrong now, aren't I? I'm going to be conservative and say like 18%. Lower. Lower. 12? <gasps> Close. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah, but I have a bone to pick with Rotten Tomatoes. What do you mean <laughs> this is lower than Sex and the City? Two. <laughs> Shut up. Absolutely this not. Bar. This is our bar. Um, I want to know, because we have no there's no information, not that I've tried to look up, but there's no real information about the budget of this film. So I want to mm. know how much people got paid <laughs> for this film because that's why I want to know because you asked like why did she take it on and yeah because it kind of been that was it too funny because it's because it feels like such a actually no I mean maybe if it was early if it was quite early on and it was an opportunity to go, do a more western film then mm. maybe you'd maybe take anything just did it, it. you just did it but then if it was early yeah. on in Dylan McDermott's career maybe he also just took it for whatever reason because it but was like was it early? For like, him. Um, I feel like he's been around for a while, but I feel like he's a bit older, isn't he? Oh yeah, like he's he a is. bit. He was a bit he's, older in this film as well. Like I don't feel 60. like he was in his twenties in this. Fucking hell, he, he's sixty yeah, so he was now. Like, so Mistress, no, he had quite a few films in the nineties before this one. That's what I was going to say. I feel like he was a nineties guy, but nothing. Oh, he was in Still Magnolias. Mm. He was in quite a good like. He was in some films that he didn't really start getting recognition until... Holly, I'm telling you, there's a, like... But there's a specific generation of women that really love him. Like, really love him. I can tell. That is not... It's not us, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can... I know exactly what kind of person you're talking about. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, actually, he does a lot more TV now and he's literally... He's, yeah, because I saw him in Stalker the... with Maggie Q and that, that was... I was shocked yeah. that when they got cancelled, I love her. Anyway. Sorry, he, sorry. he is um, under the Ryan Murphy wing. He he is in everything that Ryan Murphy is making right now. So he's oh, in is he? American Horror Story twice. He's in three times, actually. He's in The Politician. Four times American Horror Story. He's oh. in the miniseries Hollywood that came out last year on Netflix and Interesting. yeah he must have done pretty well in the 90s because he hosted Saturday Night Live mm. and this came this film came out after he hosted Saturday Night Live so maybe he was pretty uh, popular yeah maybe he's going for like a, a comeback with this maybe maybe or maybe he's trying to branch out his audience in it to, to get the people of colour <laughs> yeah yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? Anyway, um, don't watch this film. Watch, watch Bend It Like Beckham instead. Yeah, watch that Angus Songs and Perfect Snogging. Come on, guys. You've got two, two really good options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Let us know if you have any recommendations. Emails below. Hi. Bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAR supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.